Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle. Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. It's a podcast where we review all the Disney Channel original movies from A to Xenon. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Brandon came up with that one, it was great. Or did James come up with that? I don't really remember. But it's an excellent tagline. I think we're going to use it from now on. My name is Brandon Lamuto, and I am your host and I have many other friends here who are also hosting. I'm going to go around the room. We have James Latiri. Howdy. We have Ryan Metz. It's me. We have Brennan Banta. Hello. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Very good. Feeling great. You guys ready for Full Court Miracle? Yes, actually. Oh, me too. But before we get into that, we have a very special guest with us. Um, he is a friend of the show. He is a he has many hats. He is a producer and musician in the Brooklyn-based alt-soul band Woolly Mammals. I've seen him many times. They're great. He is an editor and journalist uh, with articles on Reverb.com. He has his own blog, Electric Church. Uh, he's an accountant. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, please welcome Will Sachs. Great to be here. It's great to have you. How are you doing today? I'm, oh, I've never been more ready in my life to talk about <laughs> some Orthodox boys playing basketball. So we brought you in because you are, you are Jewish and, Correct, you, yeah. and you like basketball. Yes. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Uh, who's your favorite basketball player? Oh God. All time or right now? Just right now. Oh man. Let me ask you something else then. Who's your favorite Jewish person? Oh, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You realize my entire family on both sides are Jewish. That's okay. You can say Stuff. you can say your dad. It's, it's okay. good to have you here, Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the movie. Full Court Miracle is the movie we are doing. An African American college basketball star becomes the head coach of a yeshiva's struggling basketball team in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, after a knee injury forces him to leave the game. Inspired by a true story. Yes, it was actually wow. Lamont Carr passed Real away person. last year. Wow. Yeah. Oh. R.I.P. and peace. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot to say about this movie, but we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. It's because we get drunk. And James, as always, made this drink for us. I haven't had it yet. No, I haven't tried it yet either. But I imagine yeah. it's fantastic. I'm James, excited. tell us about the drink. So uh, I was a little stumped for this one. I was trying to figure out what would make sense. Manischewitz uh, didn't make sense? No, nah, I thought that was a little too on the nose. And uh, <laughs> we've traditionally gone with mixed drinks. So... Uh, mm -hmm. I was thinking of like Jewish desserts, so I went with babka actually. Ooh! And uh, I don't have a name for it, but it's basically apple bourbon babka. Uh, so it's uh, mostly apple cider, but uh, the bourbon is the liquor. Uh, and then it's pear brandy and cinnamon simple syrup and uh, a little bit of lemon. Um, and the pear brandy, since I couldn't find it at the store, I just uh, made my own kind of. I just soaked pears in brandy overnight. Uh, and then the cinnamon simple syrup I also made. So, dude, that's oh awesome. God. Yeah, dude, you're amazing. I hope you like it. You're my renaissance man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude, and it Cheers. smells fantastic. It smells like an apple pastry. Lahayam, everybody. Cheers. It Lahayam. smells doughy in a good way. To life. All right, here we go. Oh, oh my God, it's really oh, that's good. That's delightful. Yes. Glad you like it. This is really nice. Good work, James. Some of your finest. Thank you. I love the cinnamon. and I, I'll take apple cinnamon anything, but this is this is spectacular. Yeah, it's tough to... to um, I wanted to get the balance. It was a little too cinnamony, so I threw some lemon in there. Well, I think you did a great job. Thank you. Guys. And we have some chocolate here to balance it. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I have some nice chocolate to get the chocolate because I didn't want to like 
put Hershey syrup in this or anything. So yeah. when all when all you <laughs> listeners out here hear us smacking our lips, it's because we've got chocolate stuck to the roof of our mouth. You guys ready for the food ASMR podcast? Oh. It's time. Every Can't every wait. episode we gotta throw in some ASMR. Not right now though. No, not right now. <laughs> we have to get into this movie. Um so yes, full court miracle. Um it came out in 2003. Um, oddly enough, it did not come out near Hanukkah. Hmm. I looked it up, and this movie came out November 21st, 2003. Hanukkah didn't start until December like 19th that year. That's good, though. It's good that it's they released burn. it in advance. Eight days. <laughs> this was an especially long Hanukkah. Well, Christmas movies get that treatment. They come out like oh, around mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. So Very good point. Why shouldn't Hanukkah get the yeah. same? That's a good point. All right. Um, I'll, let me just open the floor. Does anyone have any opening remarks about this movie? Anything that stood out to you? A lot of snitches in this movie. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of rats. Yeah, it's a very sentimental tale to me. You know, it's like never too, uh, well, it was very heavy handed at mm-hmm. times, but I don't know. I feel like it didn't try to drill anything home. It was just like a nice portrait of a family at times i think there's one problematic thing that comes up in this and that well okay fine one that stands out to me and it's that the anti you would think that the antagonist of a basketball movie is the the rival team that's usually the way it goes it's somebody playing up opposite you but in this movie the antagonist is all the jewish women yeah (laughs) yeah in fact there are three female characters who have any role in this movie um, it is, um, the mom. it's, it's the mom. It's, it's, um, Schlotsky's mom who hates basketball and therefore is the antagonist. She wants him to be a doctor right. or a lawyer. Very, she makes that very clear from the very really, beginning. Really a doctor. She makes yeah, that super That's clear. true. And There's, to be fair, everyone else goes, you should be a lawyer, Schlotz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. <laughs> There's Mrs. Klein who works at the school, who's kind of like the, the lawful evil, but uh, she also uh, she's also the antagonist. Um, and then there's um, there's uh, Julie, aka Cassie Steele. Yeah, from Manny from Degrassi. Yeah, Manny. I love seeing all these Degrassi actors. I didn't well, think she was antagonistic. Because... No, she wasn't. But that's because she wasn't Sorry. Jewish. That's true. Well, yeah. I just want to point out that Philadelphia looks a whole lot like Toronto <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> it really hmm. does. Hmm, weird. You know it, where Degrassi is filmed. It's so. the you know I it's seeing all these Degrassi actors that made me look into it, and a lot of these are filmed in Toronto. Yeah, or well, just I was like, oh, this is Philadelphia, and then Kewen Jerome Williams is in in his Toronto Raptors jersey. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah, they <laughs> they could have at least you know. Not made him wear his Toronto Raptors jersey. He was on the Raptors at the time, but come on. So, I mean, I didn't think Julie was an antagonist, uh, but... The, She's a snitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's an antagonist yeah. in my world view. When she snitched, what'd she do? She He w- sold the baseball card. Uh, and then oh, yeah. she told his parents, mm-hmm. and that revealed that he, Alex had... Oh boy, right, we're yeah, really jumping sold. ahead. So how, hold on, how much is a Dr. J baseball card worth? So so it Dr. Paid, J so sold, baseball all, card, basketball, whatever. Basketball court, yeah. <laughs> that would be really J. rare. Yeah, I My know. God. Right? <laughs> okay, so this Dr. J basketball card, it uh, it sold to pay for um, Lamont's car to get it fixed, mm-hmm. which they said was at least five hundred dollars, uh, at least three hundred. And then it also sold to get him a month for free in an apartment, like a new complex. 
this card must be worth a lot of money. Well, was it for the apartment or was it just to pay him to coach? Because I think the apartment, he was like, you'll live here. It looks the apartment better. apartment was his dad's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he wound up yeah, just fixing up the apartment. It paid for the utilities. That's sure. right. Yeah. Exactly. Heat and hot water were included. But <laughs> we I'd, say, I'd say a Dr. J basketball card, mint condition, I'd say like 680. I guess max. So. I was going to say at least 500 because you had to pay for Lamont's car. But yeah. here's what pisses me off. As soon as he decides he's going to sell it, he takes it out of the case that yes. he's holding it in. Yeah. Now, I'm not really much of a collector, but I know that that is a bad move. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a bad move. Exposing it to oxygen, you might be creasing those corners. It's a lot of risk taking that thing out of the thing. He's it's a- not his liability anymore, though. He's a but big... he, he hasn't sold it yet. He does not have a buyer. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, also, considering that this is a basketball movie, um, I don't know as much about this. So, so I'm deferring to uh, to anybody else who has ever you know seen a sport before. Um, let's get a let's get a basketball legitimacy rating on this. Let's get a a, a BLR. What's the what's the score of the BLR on this movie? So the kids were at least running decent drills. I thought the kids. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Yeah. Looked like they could play b-ball. So. I give this at least a four out of four. I mean, I just say like with prepubescent boys, like no sport's gonna look graceful. That right. the final team that they played looked terrible. They all did. So, so I don't really think this was so much of a rise to glory as like a rise from being terrible to being eh, a little better. Yeah. I, I do have to say they always they put a lot of emphasis on the full court press. This whole movie, I did. <laughs> I saw maybe one full court press. <laughs> yeah. Is it normal to play a full game with a full court press? No, it, not, not unless all. you're in amazing shape. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it, and it's no. Something tells me that they are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice that the, uh, I guess, like the gauge on on whether or not we should like a character is if they like basketball. Right. Like, like the mm-hmm. rabbi. Immediately, we know, like, oh, he he's he's fake shooting hoops. He likes basketball. But do we, we like, like the rabbi? I like them. Okay. Me too. Do you not like the rabbi? Will. Um. All right, I'm just gonna say it. I think he's the least rabbi rabbi I've ever seen. You've probably Fictional, seen a few rabbis too. I've, yeah, listen, I grew up in Fairfield County. My cousins were in Westchester. I've seen a lot of rabbis, guys, mm. and this—he's not one of them. <laughs> listen, he, he can hardly wrap his brain around the Yiddish language. <laughs> and he, listen, I know sarcasm is a Greek word, etymologically speaking, but the Jews invented sarcasm. He can't <laughs> deliver it. So, like, that moment when they're sitting at the dinner table, and Lamont says, well, I can't teach at a yeshiva because I'm not Jewish. And he says, well, I I suspected that. Yeah. (laughs) The way he delivers that line, it's like he didn't realize that it was supposed to be sarcastic. Just like, I mean, if we were going to go through and rate the cast, Jewish or not Jewish, I would say that rabbi is definitely not Jewish. Oh, oh, you mean um, nice Jewish boy or full on goy? Oh, yes, that simple, humble schoolyard game. Or uh, bat mitzvah or total shiksa. Mm. Can you uh, listeners out there know that I wrote these down? <laughs> I swear I'm coming up with them off the top of my head. <laughs> but you brought up the dinner scene, and uh, guys, I have a I have a small confession to make. Um, it is the dinner scene that specifically inspired me to come up with the idea for this podcast that you listeners are out there listening to now. Because I have a whole spiel about the dinner scene. And I'm, if you guys haven't heard me deliver this before, I'm, I'm going to do it now. A spiel, Brandon? A whole spiel. What a treat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to schlep through this spiel. All right. So they're all sitting, they're sitting at, the, at the dinner. It is, a, it is a kosher dinner at the rabbi's uh, house. Um, Alex and his parents are there. 
Um, the rabbi and his wife are there, and Lamont is there. And we should say this is to determine whether uh, Lamont should be coaching the kids, because as to up to this point, no one knows that Lamont is coaching these kids. He's sort of just making them run around outside. Right. <laughs> it's essentially a character interview. Yeah. So they're sitting there, um, and they just ate... Um, what did they just fish. Fish. fish? They had cafilta fish with with the horseradish. Um, what was the other thing? Not like dairy. Worst? Yeah. So no milk. Chopped liver. Well, and the chopped liver, right? So then Lamont says, "If I could have a a glass of milk, I'd really appreciate that." And then the rabbi and his wife just kind of freeze, and then Alex, you know, kind of nudges him and says, "We we actually don't, you know, have dairy after meat." Have they never heard of somebody like who didn't know kosher meals before? Like, first of all, okay, first of all, who asked for a glass of milk after oh, dinner? What, what grown, grown man, man asks no, for okay, milk? Okay, all right, with gefilte fish, no less. That yeah. is sin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, they acted like he just said the Holocaust was an inside job. <laughs> Absolutely. The way that they reacted. Yeah, yeah. They, they froze. They were offended. Definitely. I mean, is, is this community so Jewish that they've never heard of somebody who just, you know, doesn't know that? I didn't that? know that until I watched this. But it was it was after uh, saying, like, well, we knew you weren't Jewish. So they all, he should be cut every ounce of slack from that. Yeah. But as soon as he said that, they went. <gasps> that one scene was ridiculous enough for me to think about, you know, I need a forum to talk about all of these ridiculous <laughs> yeah. things. That, that's a good point because you know what that is? That's just bad filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, that's our first, or at least my first very direct diss. Like, that's just bad filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of positive things to say about this movie, but if we're going on the bad filmmaking part, let's talk about the, the just the worst character ever to come into any of these movies, the mother. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that dinner, she tries to make the claim that since basketball is part of a school activity. They they have to keep school activities in school as an effort to try to say, oh, Lamont can't coach them outside of school. Yeah. Did she really just try to say that you can't play basketball outside of school? Like, what is she trying to prove? She's just trying to stop it from happening. She's just a NIMBY parent, you oh know, not God. in my backyard. She just wants it to end. Because she doesn't seem to trust Lamont. Is she a little bit racist, maybe? Oh, I, totally. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. You could tell she didn't want to say that he's a total stranger. She had a she had another word in mind. Well, it, that's they sort of make like these things that the characters are that the characters have for reasons for not wanting Lamont to coach them. Like he's a stranger, and then you find out later, tragically, because he is trying to make his NBA dream happen with the 76ers, he's living out of his car. And which Alex finds out, and then uh, the principal, Mrs. Klein, is about to find out. Mm-hmm. But they're sort of like loose allegories for like, oh, he's like not one of us. He's like uh, not of right. our status. Basically, did you guys notice that inside the van, all of the props were blue and white? No, I didn't. No. Like very, very the, uh, Judaism Israel theme. Exactly. But they were I, trying to make that connection hard to because they to said, Judah Maccabee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that he was. Ju- they kept calling him a ghost, and I was like, "Really? Isn't it he an angel?" <laughs> mm, yeah, he, they're also in high school and are asking a grown man, <laughs> "Are, are you, you a, a ghost?" Ghost. They he were in high him? school. Yeah, yeah they're freshmen. Yeah. They're taking the PSATs. Yeah, the wow. main character follows him on his bike 
just to ask him if he's a ghost and then finds out that he's homeless. And then Lamont says, do you want to stay for dinner? That blew me away. Yeah. I, I teach. And if a student followed me to my my place of residence, which is under a bridge, which is under a bridge. Yes, I do live under a bridge to ask me if I was a, 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 a an ethereal being. I'd probably sue. I don't know what I would sue for, but I, I would call my my uh, my bridge lawyer. He is a troll that guards the bridge, <laughs> and and he and I would develop the strongest case any two bridge dwellers ever could. It was a different time, and they were trying to be touching. It was two thousand three. Also, also oh. though, Lamont does realize that everything he has up to this point of like even being considered to make any money is because of Schlotz. That yeah. is a good point. So he's like, oh, let me look out for this kid. And he does have a son of his own mm-hmm. whose birthday wish is a giant cake that he draws that says, my birthday. And then we <laughs> see the kid later, and I'm like, he's way too old to be drawing like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do have to say, though, if we talked all about the bad filmmaking, on the note of good filmmaking, I think they got a point, got across the point of who Lamont was and his situation very well for yeah. like a 10-second yeah. scene. Yeah. It's just... We see that he lives under a bridge in his car. We see that he has a, a, a woman and child in his life that he is sending all of his money to. Uh, we see that he cares for them very deeply. And that was, you know, we, we get everything about who he is and what he does very quickly. So I, I did think that was great. And it hit me hard. I was, yeah. I, I, I felt for him. And the part where he was wrapped in a blanket, it was nighttime and he was cold. I was like, you know, a little touched by that. I was like, damn, that's fucking sad. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say as far as the filmmaking goes, like even the, the, the shots in this movie, this one's on the better end of the Disney movies, in my I, opinion. Yeah. I would agree. They Because they can get real bad. Yes, they can. I didn't look anything up about who, who filmed this. I but, think you're uh, right. It, I mean, not that it was that hard to make. There wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like there was castles and horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was touched by parts of this movie. I mean, you know, other parts annoyed me, but uh, I definitely was overall satisfied with the story that they put together, especially the Hanukkah story. Yeah. Um, they, they did, uh, they did, uh, about a thousand parallels between basketball coaching and Judaism, but uh, I think it was fine. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Well, if you're not familiar with Judaism, as right. probably That's many true. viewers of this movie were not at the time. I first saw this when I was like 11 years old. I mean, I, I, I had Jewish friends, but I don't think I knew anything about the story of Hanukkah. Or, or anything like that. My favorite part was when he got Wikipedia for Hanukkah. <laughs> Sorry, Bookpedia. He got a CD-ROM set of a digital encyclopedia. It was called the Bookpedia. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Which is amazing. Any bad Hanukkah gifts, Will, in your lifetime? Oh, pajamas. But like pajamas. that's standard. Like Pajamas aren't bad. No. I well, mean, when you're a kid. Well, but yeah, when, when you're, you're a kid, yeah, they yeah. suck. No, you <laughs> Unless you got like a, you know, a sweet onesie. Like, I got a Scooby-Doo onesie once for Christmas, and oh man, you can bet I wore that every day for the next two weeks. I have bunny slippers that I've always replaced when they have worn down, and I want a bunny onesie if Santa's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa or, um, I don't know, who who's the Jewish Santa? Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry. <laughs> I took the words right out of my mouth. Hanukkah <laughs> Harry, if you're listening, uh, Hanukkah's right around the corner, and uh, Brennan's looking for a bunny onesie. Um... Decorate those Hanukkah bushes. Mm-hmm. Get them up quickly. Oh, it's yeah. coming the week after next. So. Mm-hmm. It's time. Tis the season. All right. What else we got about this movie? Um, well, Alex skipped school to make a, his dad a business deal. 
Oh, that was pretty yeah. fun when he skipped school and then he ran into his dad's office and his dad was like, what are you doing home? And then he was like, he just started pitching this I, idea. And he did the same thing to his mom. And it was great where she's like, oh, I didn't expect I, Alex. And then he's like looking out the window. Oh, he looked like he had a scotch in his hand. And he's he told in another movie. He totally would have. This is a this is a great like a great meeting of the protagonist and antagonist of the movie where, you know, it's, it's raining outside. It's a very tense moment that, that was really well done. I laughed. And then he like goes into a, a monologue where it's clear that, you know, it's like he had already been thinking this train of thought and then he just goes into it and tells her what when he's that thinking. ball is in my hand, it's like nothing else exists. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. So, so I'm glad that, you know, his, his mom finally realizes that it's something, you know, that, that his kid likes, but they they had to have like a whole conversation where she just goes, "What does basketball mean to you, bitch?" He just likes it. He enjoys basketball. What have you ever enjoyed anything in your sad and miserable life? No, 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 no. I so the one quote that she said that really stuck out to me is, "I have to get you ready for life." Mm. Um, and like you you brought this up, like there are some really damaging views about Jewish women in this movie, like uh. I first of all, let's talk about the fact that she can't cook, mm-hmm. which is like, I, wow. My mom is a great cook. My grandma was a great cook. My great grandma was a great cook. Like as that's far a stereotype as, though. as that Jews can't cook. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, th- I've heard the that Jewish women can't cook. Supposedly, I don't know where. Really? I heard this. Well, that's yeah. what. Well, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a stereotype, and it shouldn't be, you know, representative well, of who Jewish women are, because clearly there are plenty out there who are great cooks. But that's how they establish, like, oh, she's a Jewish woman. She can't cook, and she all she cares about is that her son is a doctor or a lawyer. That totally went over my head, guys. I didn't make that connection until just now. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's yeah. kind of a dummy. She was like, have you seen my espresso machine? Oh, my God. It's like, How you don't does... misplace a whole <laughs> copper espresso right. machine. That thing was huge. And yeah, and she was like, where is it? I've yeah, seen How did they get that down it? to school anyway? They're bikes. Yeah. They're dirt bikes with their dirt bike helmets that they ride around their suburban town. Or suburban, it's Philadelphia. But it's actually Toronto. Why does Mrs. Klein care what her students are doing outside of school? What because teacher? she needs... She has absolutely no life. She went down. Mm. She went down a street looking for an address that didn't exist. Did anyone else, like from from the first time Mrs. Klein and Lamont met, kind of expect there to be a slight romance there? Yeah. Yes, I no, did. No. I wrote it down. But mm-hmm. her name is Mrs. So I didn't expect that. Yeah, I thought it was a stage thing, that. though. You know, yeah, to get yeah. the kids to respect I, her. I thought mm-hmm. there was going to be something between her and the rabbi, uh, but there was nothing. It should there be her, between her and the algebra teacher. Because yes. he is also very oh my God. lonely. I <laughs> teach algebra. I loved him. My favorite line in the whole movie. Mr. Oh, Simowitz. Mr. Simowitz, yeah. Mr. Simowitz. He was great. Udemensch. Mm-hmm. Udemensch. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't have to coach the basketball team mm-hmm. anymore. He was so excited about it. He was too excited. Like yeah. You could at least tell the kids, like, I won't be coaching anymore. Goodbye. But instead, he's just like, you know, praise be. Right in front of his students. He was Palace. a shitty coach. He was a shitty coach. Didn't want to have anything to do with it. He was grading papers at when he was supposed to be coaching. He didn't even coach in Lamont's absence. Like He didn't even go back to being the coach of the team. He was just there, but Alex was basically the coach. Yeah. And then he becomes chief generator technician because <laughs> algebra somehow qualifies you to, I don't know, estimate the lifespan of a generator. But apparently it did, though. And then, during the finale, when we all knew that they were on a very limited time frame, he calls a timeout just to say, guys, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so we, we've already mentioned that at one point, Lamont is the coach, 
then he gets the call to do what he came to Philadelphia to do, right. which is to play for the Sixers. But and I have a question for you. He says the reason he's getting a 10-day contract from the 76ers is something happened, you know, guy went down, they need another guy. Did Lamont hurt that guy? Ooh. Because he was in town planning to play for the Sixers, and then this other guy just so happens to get hurt. Did Lamont hurt this man? Guy who lives under a bridge, nothing else to lose. The perfect crime. I, 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 I don't know. We, we can't say. He was there being like, I'm going to play for the Sixers. Then someone gets hurt. It's not like he could have... Pl- he, he had to have planned for someone to get hurt because there wasn't a spot on the team for him. That is a very good point. But maybe, I, I mean, I'm just putting two and two together. There's this rabbi walking around with a briefcase for almost no reason. Maybe the rabbi did it. They Ooh. did seem to have a very close relationship. All right, so we're all gonna we're gonna have to go back through this movie. We're gonna do some real analysis and figure out motives, uh, figure out locations, time and place where everyone was. We got to check for alibis. Yeah, uh, we got to get to the bottom. Time of this stamp one. it. We don't even know what they did, guys. We don't even know what how the guy got hurt, why he's on the DL. They know, did something. His his Achilles, his hammy. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So. I mean, we're not we're not at ratings yet, but uh, I, I definitely enjoyed uh, a lot of the silly things about this that you might otherwise dismiss as as being you know bad filmmaking. Like, I guess I can think better with a ball in my hand. You know, <laughs> and his, he starts dribbling during in the his test. test. His love for the ball, I really respected that. He ball, does love ball. Ball is life. Ball is life for Alex. Ball is life. And and their friendships were were they seem sort of genuine at least. Like the boys, yeah. you know, they they seem all pretty close yeah they like they, they, they had a nice gang of misfits there i think it worked out well mm-hmm. um they didn't complain too much when lamont made them do 1755s yeah true except for the one kid who tried to pay him not to do something that was very funny and then he yeah. took it and then put it back lamont took it and put it back into the kid's like shirt and said thanks that for reminding me. me yeah that that was very good fun fact that kid is the voice of mac in foster's home for imaginary friends oh I like that. Yes, Sean Marquette. And if you want to know about those other kids, um, they're the one blonde kid whose name I obviously have written down DJ. right here is Eric Knudsen. Uh, he's the um, he's the he's the the blonde boy in Saw Two, hmm. the the little kid that's shoved in a safe. We should oh. mention the all star of this kid cast, mm-hmm. Alex Max Keeble. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking mm-hmm. of, I was oh. I was looking through reviews for this movie, um, and I was reading, um, you know, I was reading the IMDb reviews. There's only one real pan. It was a two out of ten, and it was a guy saying this movie is gay. He said it was gay like five <sighs> times, very very mid two thousands. But he says it's gay. Uh, Alex Delins is terrible. The only good performance was from the, the fake squirrel. Josh Peck was awful. The principal was okay. And I was like, wait, this is a, this is a full court miracle. This is Max Keeble's big move. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the one worst review of this movie is actually not about this movie at all. I give that review a zero out of ten. <laughs> oh, you know what? Everyone else did. So <laughs> there you go. And it sounds like somebody might be projecting. Oh, man. Guys, you'll never believe this. Um, I was looking through a website. I've never heard of this called before. It's called Hashed. It's, it's just, I think it's just a forum where you could you know, enter a hashtag and talk about things about that hashtag. But 15 years ago, 
um, XO, I love Jacob Smith OX, um, started, uh, uh, she and her friend Mitra uh, started an Alex Lynn's website. Alex Linz is Alex Schlotsky, the star of this movie. It's not really professional, but it's pretty good. It's got a bio, filmography, full court miracle pictures, and guys, the website is down. Mm, Hate to see it. I regret to inform you and all of our listeners out there that alexlinzfansite.150m.com slash welcome.html no longer exists. That's why you always got to... Renew your SSL certificates, guys. You got to renew. PSA out there. It was also like lightly illegal, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but it's fine. How legal is it compared to what we're doing right here? That's true. This is completely legal. These are all opinions. And it, and, it, That's, and it's they reviews. were they were assuming his his uh, right to privacy and publicity. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. Another great review um, was a guy who called this stupid, stupid quote movie. Uh, who said? Um, who said everything was terrible? And what was with that rap song? That was the worst garbage I oh, have ever heard. Come and, on. and I listened to the most hated band in the world. So I had to find out what is that hated band. Yeah, he didn't elaborate. Well, the tag under his post is "We will never die alone. Juggalos will carry on." Oh, oh yeah, he's right. Yeah, Much I, mad, mad motherfucking clown, clown love. Is that what they are? Clown love. Yeah. At least you could be Much honest love, no about hate. it. I was a juggalo one Halloween, and uh, I guess it is kind of offensive to just be a group of people for Halloween. We've decided that now. But I got a lot of weird stares just for you know, being a juggalo on Halloween. So you know what? I, I, I like 2% feel you guy, um, Kobe underscore 101. But that song fucking slams. Spin yeah, you like great. a spin you like yeah. a dreidel is a bop and a half. Yeah, that was badass. I I would listen to that song all day. But there, is my favorite sport. <laughs> we would be playing that song on the podcast right now, but I couldn't find a good riff of it, and I didn't want to just like like stream the movie and risk it not working. So uh, you will all just have to make sure that if you haven't watched this movie yet, go and watch it right now so that you can listen to "Spin You Like a Dreidel" by Soul Survivor. S-O-L. Or maybe, or maybe I'll cut it in later and we'll just be hearing it right now. That would be great. Oh, please do that. Yeah, can you edit it? Can you edit, edit it? In? See me after <laughs> class. C minus. Oh, no. On, on I'm, I'm failing now yeah. because I got a C minus. No, it's because you That so bothered me. So so let, let's talk about it this way. Um, they say he's failing and he got a C minus on his last test. So either he was failing before that and the C minus is his better grade, in which case that's great. Or he's doing worse than he was before, which means he only got A's and B's, but now he's got a C. But he's that's that's a passing in any school. Like I I, I went to like a, a hoity toity Jesuit prep school in the city, um, and I got C's all the time. They they actually said that. Why do you only get B's when he's doing the research, finding mm-hmm. out who Lamont Carr yeah. was? He said, oh, so why do you only get B's? His friend says, why do you only get B's in school? So, he said, it's a matter of passion, shtick. I went to an all-boys high school, and I, I got a lot of similar vibes from this place. That shit is toxic. If, any, if we have any young listeners out there, don't go to an all-boys high school. No. You will be stunted for life, and you won't know how, how to do anything without you know, invoking your privilege just for going to an all-boys high school. <laughs> just like our dear friend Brandon. Just like our... Hey. Don't be like Brandon, guys. <laughs> I am not the person you want to model. So did Julie go to an all-girls school? Yeah, yeah. I was never in Jewish. Oh, definitely. No, she had no. the Catholic girls' school uh, skirt on. That, yeah. that usually means you're Catholic not Jewish so, if so you're 
definitely a Catholic school, school. and she yeah. said hasta luego, so like oh. that was like a very <laughs> clear marker. Oh, we're, uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, oh, I didn't realize we were saying Jewish school. I thought we said oh. Catholic school, but yes, um, she. Would, I'm, I'm assuming she went to an all girls Catholic. school. I want yes, that definitely. story. I want the romance between the all boys Jewish school guy and the all girls Catholic. She was school not girl. a very developed character. No. She was in maybe three scenes. Yeah, yeah, she could have done a lot more. But their they, love, their love ran deep. Oh yeah, but it, like it wasn't explained why they were friends, how they became friends. Also, they like tried. Was to she esta- a basketball player? I well, she played better than him. She always said that you know she was giving him shit. Oh. But I, they they tried to like add some sort of tension with her, where like he's like, "Don't come to my game." He's like, "I don't want you coming to my games. You're just gonna harass me." But it was like you know joking, and then she gets up and leaves. But it's not like they ever have a resolution. It's not like they made that a major plot point because then he doesn't really care. He just goes back to doing what he's doing. I don't see why they would put that in if they're not going to, like, you know, give it a resolution or just, you know, make any note of it other than just she left and we're supposed to care. It goes back to the way that women are treated in this movie in that it's never established that Alex could have possibly said something wrong or has to apologize Mm -hmm. or is blamed in any way. It's just like, oh, she comes back. Very good point. Yeah, well, I... I I got the feeling that there was a whole lot more to that non-romance that didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt like there were pieces missing to me mm. at some level. They yeah. developed the bromance much more than the romances. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be fair, Cassie Steele was never really toyed as a, as a talented actress. I loved her role as Manny. She's in Rick and Morty. She is. She's Tammy. That oh. is true. What's Rick and Morty? Oh, oh, dude, I don't know if you have a high enough IQ for me to even explain it to you. That, that made my neck hair stick. I went yeah. to an all-boys high school. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> What's happening right now? We're, I'm too dumb to even be here. What's going on? Wait, No, so, so am I. That's the thing. Can we talk about this tournament? Yes. Yeah. Like, sure. I, I really... How, sorry, go ahead. No, please. No, no, I was no. going to say, how does a team that loses every game in two years make it to the tournament. It's and a, can we also, I thank you guys for not saying tourney because that's what they keep calling it the whole movie. They well, say, it's Toronto. Oh, yeah. I mean, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is there a difference between a tourney and a tournament? No, it just bothered me that they said tourney and they all do it. Ah. They're like, see you in the tourney. <laughs> that could just be a Canadian accent leaking. Yeah, <laughs> go get a bag of milk. I'm going to go play in the tourney later. <laughs> Here's a couple loonies. So, yeah, um, not only were they the bottom team in the league, but they also hosted for some reason. You would think that, like, you would think that a better team would have better facilities to host, you know, 16 teams in the league. But instead they decide, yeah, this this school, the Philadelphia Hebrew Academy, is the perfect place to host our tournament. And they just make it to the finals because we only see one game. Well, we see bits of them. Yeah, it's a montage. Yeah. And then when the guys are all in the locker room, they're like, okay, guys, we worked hard to get here. And it was implied that they were like, you know, we're kicking ass. Did yeah. it annoy anybody that the back of their jersey had a different font for the number than the front of their jersey? <laughs> I, didn't no, I didn't notice. Just that. the graphic designer. That's the only person that bothered. Hey, I have a question. Is this the only Disney Channel original movie that we know of where the, the, like, the, the mystical being is, is just God? I mean, like we've seen, mm. we've seen ones where it's magic, um, you know, leprechaun magic or like wizard magic. But this one, it's just God. Well, I'd say it's light. Like this movie is like all about. It's it's really a Hanukkah story, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and it's all about 
you know, it's the lightning is a portrayal of God. I, I'll give that to you. But, but like, they're also, you know, looking to the sky. Well, and I, sure, that's where the lightning sure, is. Uh, yeah. But like, you know, it's it's a very you know typical you know look at the sky. That's where God is. And every even adults are buying into it. Like even mm-hmm. Alex's mom looks at the sky and the lightning and goes, "I see what's going on." Oh yeah, yeah that was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was very weird. I wonder what Lamont's thoughts were. Just like she's crazy. Yeah, she was like, his car's broken down, and then she gets an inkling, and she's like. Give it another shot. He gives the best response to that, too. He's like, what? Nothing happened. <laughs> he totally does not believe He's it He's a man all. of logic and reasoning. Definitely. So we should say that the, this movie ends uh, with Alex and his team winning the, the final game. Oh, my God. You don't say. <laughs> I say. With, with a free throw. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't with a free throw, right? It was, it was with a fucking... No, it was the hook. It was, it was the hook. The hook. Oh, it was the hook. right. Okay. The hook. It won another free throw tied it. Yeah, my bad. Right? My bad. And but, here, I'm sorry, go but ahead. So they, the, the, there's a lightning storm and the power's going out. And they play, and they agree to play until the generator uh, loses all its fuel, which is a stupid, dir- stupid agreement. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you couldn't tell, a direct translation of the Hanukkah story mm-hmm. where the candle burned for eight days. A very ham fisted one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was eight days, right? It was eight, oh, eight whole days. Eight, eight crazy whole days. days Down, and that's eight right. crazy One day's worth of oil, eight whole days. Yeah. That's right. Um, I wrote in my notes, it's exactly what Brandon said, uh, that the can't the generators go, and then they have just enough time to score the last baskets and to win the game. Uh, they're playing against a school that I assume, I, I think, is not another Jewish academy. I think you're right. Probably. So the the sequel to this movie should be that entire school converting to Judaism because <laughs> clearly God is real and he has chosen this team. They yeah. truly are God's he chosen came people. back in generator form. It should be everyone here immediately having a crisis of faith. Let's talk about, uh, you know, when they all thought they lost. You know, when, when the generator goes out and uh, or when it's about to go out and the uh, what is it, the Warriors, the Hawks, Gladiators, whatever Warriors. shit, the Warriors, they, they call a timeout so they could just run the clock. And then Alex has the best line. James, I, you, you deliver this line best. Can you can you please, you know, share with the audience what that li- what Alex's famed line is? Oh, God. OK. Get into character. Um, Alex, I should be a lawyer. I love basketball, <laughs> basketball, basketball. We had him. We were coming so hard. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. I'm glad Can't you guys enough. all love that as much as I did. Because yeah. I was like, did he just say that? And I, I wound it back. He just said that. Yeah. He did. Uh, we were coming so hard. Okay. Also, another reason why I hate the, this fucking rabbi. Mm-hmm. He reuses the same shitty line. Oh, yeah. Something what? on your mind other than that yarmulke. <laughs> He probably doesn't have many lines in his in his repertoire. Unprecedented amount of dad jokes in this movie. Mm, yeah. Of like even Alex's dad saying like, "I haven't had an offer on that condo since I was on my dinosaur." Yeah. <laughs> and every time Alex calls him old, what is it, guys? Well seasoned. Yeah. He I feel was... like I feel like Julie's opening joke was pretty dad joke like too, where Alex was like, "Our team was looking pretty good," and she was like, "Too bad the other team showed up." Yikes. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a solid burn. Yeah. So the final scene, the generator runs for eight more days. Mm -hmm. And they play basketball for eight more days. Yep. And And uh, and Elijah comes in the front door and he joins us for dinner. Mm -hmm. He drinks the wine. Mm -hmm. Why didn't it 
it it should have ended at eight minutes. It was like an arbitrary like five minute thirty two seconds left. That's a very it, good it, point. They should have just true. you know they were pushing it so hard, just pushed all the way. Because yeah. it had to make sense that the other team was calling timeouts, which is solid gamesmanship. Like if you're yep. up by ten, yeah. like mm-hmm. I don't think you should be faulted for oh, that. Oh, and you guys, they did make a ref as a joke joke which is something yes. you guys say all the time mm-hmm. yo that's because say it with me ref, ref is, is a, a joke. joke thank you everybody good night D- does anyone have any other uh any other thoughts before we move on to the rating system i liked the kiss me i'm kosher apron yes mm, yeah. only caught that on second rewatch yes i did watch this was a, oh, uh, just like counter to like the jewish women uh thing like the jewish men in this movie are very mushy yeah like I, it might be big of me to say, but I feel like the writers had a really good relationship with their dads and maybe not their moms. Yeah. But oh, you know what? That's that's gotta be it, hundred percent. I'll say this: I did notice, and will back me up here. Did you notice any of the names in the credits, like who wrote, produced? Silverman, Joel Silverman, Joel um, Kaufman. Seemed like we had a, a lot of the tribe in on this one. There was a presence. Yeah, definitely. I guess I do have one last note, and it's about um, when um, when when Lamont is is doing one of his coaching things, and it turns into like you know a hip hop song, and he's telling like they're all the different parts of the body, you're like what, you're the you're the arms, you're the legs, you're the butt, um, and Mrs. Klein just walks in, clearly just offended by the fact that she hears hip hop. Yeah, like she, like her nose is already turned up. Like what's that sound? Get jiggy with it. <laughs> I think not. There were mad stereotypes in this movie, but that was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Not liking hip hop just because you're Jewish <laughs> or white. I do have to say one last thing. When they do the coffee stand, uh, one of the kids on the team has one of my favorite lines selling coffee, saying, It'll put the hip in your hop, the slip in your slide, and the boo in your bootay. Oh, yeah. That, that would make me buy a cup. I don't yeah. even drink yeah. coffee or espresso, but. I'd buy a cash. Is anyone else really, really surprised at their ability to just generate cash? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they were paying him 40 and then 80 yeah. bucks a session. I'm sorry for getting into this, but like, the, those were expensive. Yeah. I mean, Lamont. maybe that's another stereotype that a bunch <laughs> oh, no, of Jewish teenagers it, just have a bunch of expendable cash. I mean, recently bar mitzvahed for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they say at some point that Alex used his bar mitzvah funds to to pay for some of these basketball instructionals. But like, I'm surprised they only brought up bar mitzvah once. I would have yeah. thought it would have been like a running gag. Like, but no, they. Uh, it's only I think his his mother in like their per like the mother son you know personal talk where it actually comes up. Every mm-hmm. other scene, the plot has to stop so we can get a bar mitzvah yeah. montage. <laughs> Rachel that would boys. be nice. Oh, I would love flashbacks of their Bob Um Well, flashbacks. We never talked about the dream sequences, and I just want to say, so dusty. Oh, when they're when they're like the the Maccabees oh my yeah. going against the Romans. That ball oh, was disgusting. Style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although the Romans were very well represented, I've never seen black Romans before. Yeah, good good point. Yeah, uh, I hate to break it to you, they were probably slaves. Ooh. No, but they were wearing like no. military. Oh, I don't care what you say. <laughs> I, I assume they were slaves. All right, we've been going a long Sorry, time. Sh- Will. Should should we rate? Should we rate? I yeah. think it's time to rate. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so, Will, um, I believe you've listened to this before, but uh, for all our listeners out there who haven't heard this before, first of all, welcome. Second of all, this is how we rate the movies. Uh, it's very simple: thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up if you liked it, ironically or otherwise. Thumbs down if you didn't. 
So let's go around. Let's rate it. Um, let's go this way. Uh, Brennan. Okay. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked it. It was fine. Thumbs up. Okay. Thank you, Brennan. That was easy. Uh, let's keep going. Will, what'd you think of the movie? Despite uh, like the amount that I'm just shitting all over this movie, I'm going to give it a thumbs up because hey. I really did enjoy it and I thought it raised a lot of conversations that we should probably have you know, 15 years later. Mm, very nice. Very good. Very cool. Yes. Ryan? I'm going to go with Will. I mean, I could dump all over it, but at the end of the day, I found it touching. I uh, enjoyed watching it and I, I, I mean, it was stereotypical in many ways, but... I thought it didn't go too far out there, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good watch for this time of year. Give it a thumbs up. I wow. just want to say Richard T. Brown, Lamont Carr. He's pretty easy on the eyes. Richard he, T. James, James, I think his name is. Oh. yeah, Richard T. He's James. A good, he's a good looking, handsome man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird James. knees though. Mm. Yeah. Odd. All right, James. Uh, I'm gonna go thumbs up as well on this one. Going with the tide. Uh, I liked it for how silly it was. The dreidel rap is truly one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, and I liked uh, I liked a lot of the characters. I'm into it. Oh, man. That means it's just up to me. Either it's a unanimous or I or I, I throw it all out. Just give us your worst. Come on. Tell, tell us he didn't like it. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> I like this movie a lot. I really do. Um, I would say that of the, of the like 30 or 40 or so decoms that i've seen in my time this is a top five for sure wow i really enjoy it i think it's i think it's silly at the right times i think it it has a good message um even if it's a little heavy-handed that's fine it kind of has to be for a bunch of kids to really get what's going on um and and nothing really stood out to me as just being you know the worst except for the fact that jewish women get no representation mm-hmm. um thumbs up thumbs up Yay. Yeah, we got a unanimous thumbs up, it. everybody. Wow. Woo. Wow. This Go is our it. this is our show's second in history. The first one was uh, the Whipping Boy, and next it's Full Court Miracle. We so have had a unanimous thumbs down. We've had two of them. Yes. Oh, two. Yeah, Alicat Strike and uh, Sharpay was our two unanimous thumbs downs. These are our two unanimous thumbs up now. So that's pretty good. Good job, Alex D. Lins. Yeah. Good job, Max Keeble. Um, I'm, I'm glad that if we were going to do a holiday movie, it. It's a Hanukkah movie. I think that's fair to the yeah, Jewish people. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, I'm, we only get like one per every like 700 Christmas movie <laughs> that we also write. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. It's true. Yeah. This episode is airing on the last night of Hanukkah. So I think that's Happy know, Hanukkah, perfect. everyone. Ha- yes. Hanukkah. Well, is, is there a thing to say? For Hanukkah Sameach. Yes, that. Yeah. What he said. Um, all right. So that's our show, everybody. That is the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Uh, before I do my sign-off, uh, Will, it's time for your plug. You're our guest, so you get to plug whatever you want. Hit it. Check out Willie Mammals on Spotify, Apple Music. I think we're on Title too. I'm not really even sure. H- how do we spell Wooly? Two O's, two L, and it's mammals, not mammoths. Ah, Sometimes I think about how many people have gone to search for us and just haven't been able to find us. Too many if it's more than one. Absolutely. But thank you guys so much for having me on. This has been an absolute pleasure. It was great to have you here. Yeah. Loved it. All right. Uh, So, yes, uh, we are the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Um, You can find us on social media as well. We are on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We are on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Um, we are, you can now find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, and we're going to do as much as we can to get every other place. So 
Uh, that's our show, everybody. Um, tune in next time. We'll have a whole other decom for you. Um, and that's just about it. Ryan, can you hit us with the uh, with the sign off? Good night, mom. Good night, dad. Good night, Walt Disney. Thanks, everybody. Good night, Mr. Simowitz. <laughs> oh, Walt Disney. I'm sorry that uh, I moved about you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. The, was he racist? Oh, was yeah. he an anti Semite? Yeah. Tune into the next episode of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel where we'll talk about the ultimate Christmas present. <laughs>